Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast at UT Belfast. We hope you enjoy as you join with us on Sunday mornings and listen in as we seek to inspire our church and the people of our city to encounter Jesus and just love it with the biggest heart of compassion possible. Hi church, we're going to continue through our reading of Ephesians today as part of our collection of talks for humanity and today we're going to be reading from Ephesians 4 verses 17 to 24 and it says this in the NIV. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in their futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to the sensuality as to indulge in every kind of impurity and they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self in which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Okay, so we're going to change the attitudes of our minds today, uh, put off the old um, and put on the new. So Mr. Quinn, he can't change anything. You and I can change everything, okay? So we're not the, the, the mannequin in the corner. We don't have to stand back and let someone dictate to us our identity and what way we dress and what we put on of the old and what we put on of the new. We have choice. We have power. No, I have some stickers here this morning, and well, I, I want to own my old, okay? Because one way of getting rid of your new is to understand, or to put into your new, is to understand your old. So um, I've got this one, okay? So spirit, Holy Spirit, that was my old, okay? So I'm talking about me personally. No, you read about the Gentiles, you read about the different things. That's the group of people who had no time for God. Okay, so I was definitely one of those people. No time for God. How did that play out in my life? Well, just like Paul described, but I'll put it like this. I was more interested in feeding my spirit than listening to the Holy Spirit. Okay, I was more interested in doing my thing, what pleased me, what got me a kick, what got me a fix, what made me popular, and ultimately what made me fit in with the crowd. I was more interested in being loved in the crowd than being loved in the kingdom. I was more interested in being acknowledged and nodded at by my friends than being acknowledged and loved by the true and living God. That's what I was more interested in, okay? So what's this one? I can't even read what it says. Oh, crowd, that's we're back in the crowd, okay? So we're still in the crowd, and then this one, lost dark, separated. In other words, the lights were off. Now, who was I? Well, I was this guy, just like you were, okay? So you're not getting off the hook because you got to own your old in order to get into your new. I was in the dark. In other words, the lights were off. I was going somewhere, but I didn't know where. I knew I was heading in a direction, but I didn't know what the destination was. Now I know I know where I am, I know who I am, and I am persuaded that he can keep me and finish what he has begun, okay? So then the other thing I was was this. I've just written down these words, kill and dried. Well, I've taken this notion to get interested in pottery lately, and so I've came across this word, kill and dried, okay? So you need a kill and you get set, you get hard. 
Now, what does that mean? Well, it means this, that no one could change me, no one could move me, I wasn't teachable, and no one could make a difference in my life. That's not who I am now. I have a choice because I am not Mr. Quinn. I can take off my old and put on my new, but this is what happens. Whenever I go to take off my old, there is a whisper in my mind that says this, Stephen, you can't do it. Stephen, you'll never make it. Stephen, you'll just mess up again. Stephen, you're a failure. Stephen, you are this, you are that. It will never work. When I go to take off my mind, there are doubts in my mind. There are things in my head. There are things that will get through that try to stop me and try to lie to me. There is a battle that goes on for me to change the thoughts of my mind. Does anybody know that if you've ever tried to change your mind, it's one of the greatest battles you'll ever face? Now let's own it this morning. Whenever we start to change the attitudes in our mind, the thoughts in our mind, the things that we're trying to rip off from the past, the things that we used to do to be transformed into the things that God wants us to do, there is a battle goes on in our minds. And the hardest battleground is in here. It's the most invisible, it's unseen. You're the only one that knows what conversation is going on, but it makes the greatest difference on this earth. There's a battle going on for our minds. And this morning, I want us to go to war. I want us to get determined to take off the old and to put on the new. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying this is some miracle equation where A plus B equals C and then everything's sorted out because if you're sitting here this morning and your mind's at war, you know that's not how it works. But what I'm saying to you is this, there can be a victory. You can win. That the old you is defeated and the new you is coming. As we sang this morning, Jesus is in the middle. He is there fighting for you and he is transforming you. And this morning we've got to get serious about this stuff because the old clothes need to go. And the enemy wants to keep us in a place where we are fighting a fight that has already been won. There is victory in Jesus Christ. You can be a winner today. I want to just put into this one. You see, it's possible to be a new creation, but still have an old mindset. It's possible to be a new creation, but still have an old mindset. It's possible to be completely changed by Jesus Christ, but still live in darkness, still pursue things that please you above things that pursue, please God. It, it's possible still to prefer the dark than the light and be a new creation. It, it's, it's possible to be stuck and hard and disobey God's voice. It's possible to be a new creation, but have an old mindset. But it's also possible to have fights and battles going on in your mind that you are not winning because the enemy has planted a seed that you can't defeat. See, it's not about you being a bad person or a good person because we don't compare ourselves to each other. It's God. God alone is good and we fall short and he makes up the difference. 
It's about a lie that gets planted that you and I can never win, can never get breakthrough, can never overcome. It's just going to be a fight. It's just going to be a battle. It's always going to be there and we will never get victory. That is the lie. See, in 1 Corinthians 15, 57, it says this, but thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians 3, 3, for he, you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. And 1 Corinthians 2, 16, for who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. That is our position. You see, if he is victorious, is there anybody in the room thinks Jesus didn't win? That Jesus didn't rise from the dead? That he didn't defeat decay, death, and sickness? Jesus Christ lives. And if he is victorious over all that, and we find ourselves in him, our story placed in his story, and our mind replaced with his mind, when we put ourselves in his story, we become winners, we become overcomers, we have the victory. Our story has changed. My old life has gone. I can win. See, Romans 8, 37 to 39 says, no, in all these things, we are more than. We are more than. We are winners this morning through him who loved us. You see, I am convinced. I'm convinced that neither death nor life. I am convinced neither decay. I'm convinced, and I'm going to paraphrase, I'm convinced no mental health can separate us from the love of God and victory. I am convinced that our greatest fear cannot separate us from the love of God. I am convinced that there is nothing in your past, there is nothing in your future, there is nothing in your present that can separate you from the love of God. I am convinced neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord because we are more than conquerors this morning. We can win the battle of our minds. We can take off the old and we can put on the new. The second thing I want to say is this. Our desires plus our disciplines will ultimately become our default. They will become who we are becoming. And this may sound easy, but it's not. I want to emphasize that so much this morning. This is not me standing up with a motivational talk saying, come on, you can do it. You can see your win today. You can break through today. No, that is not what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying it is possible. I'm saying the old can be removed and the new can come. That the old things of our minds, the old things that keep us down can be broken. But it starts with our desires and it starts with our disciplines. And ultimately, that will become our default. In Deuteronomy 30, verse 19, we read these words. This day I call the heavens and earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and cursings. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. You gotta choose life. Today, we gotta choose victory. We gotta choose to be on the winning side. It starts with a choice, and that choice may be a whisper. That choice may be the faintest cry. That choice may be the hardest and most courageous thing you do to overcome and win, but it starts with a choice. 
It starts with saying, with the little strength or the lot of strength we have, we will take off the old and we will put on the new. I choose today along with Joshua that I will serve the Lord. I choose today with Romans 12 that not to be conformed to the pattern of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. I choose today to be crucified with Christ that I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Because Proverbs 23 verse 7 says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is your disciplines. Plus your desires will ultimately become your default and who you are. I read this week and I was reading some things around the brain. And this grabbed me in a way. For me, it almost feels like it's too late. But did I, I didn't know that my thoughts, my negativity, the toxic things that I allowed inside my mind actually changed my DNA and the DNA that I would pass on to my children. That my thinking doesn't just affect me, but it affects the generations that follow after me. This is serious stuff. This really matters. Our minds, the battle of our minds. And for me, I find grace in that. I find forgiveness in that. I, I find all of those things in that. And I find hope in Jesus Christ. But this is serious. Who and what I become. As a man thinks, so he is. So how do we deal with these things? Well, I would say, firstly, take every thought captive Again, this is war language, isn't it? This is a battle. This is where we imprison what's trying to imprison us. This is where we take the things that are trying to hold us down and we hold them down. We do the reverse that what's intended for us. What is meant to harm us, we turn it for good in the name of Jesus. We take this stuff seriously. 2 Corinthians 10, 5, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets up itself against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to the obedient name of Christ. We take it captive and we take it captive through truth. See, Paul, when he's writing this letter to Ephesians, it ends up talking about the, the armor of God. And when you put on all the armor, he says, you've got to put the belt of truth to keep it all in place. Because if you don't have truth, it all falls apart. We've got to take truth and we've got to use truth to bind the things that are trying to bring decay into our lives. We bind them with truth. The key to the prison of what is trying to harm you is truth. It's not positive thinking. It's truthful thinking. It's bringing truth against the lie, the whisper. I am a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. It's time to take the prisoner captive. You see, when I'm afraid, truth tells me no weapon that's forced against me will stand. Now, does that change it in a moment? No, no. But I am determined I am determined that I am going to think, so therefore I am going to become. I am going to take it every day, every step. Today, it may be a battle, but tomorrow it could be a victory. Today, for this week, for this month, for the next six months, it might be the biggest fight of your life, but you will win. 
Because you are not coming from a place of, of battle. You're coming from a place of victory. You know the outcome. No weapon that's forged against me will prevail. 2 Timothy 1.7 For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. How do I take fear captive? I declare truth. I do not have a spirit of fear. Does that stop me being afraid? No, but the more I declare it, the less fear has a hold on me. I'm taking off the old and I'm putting on the new. When I can't get victory in my life, as a young Christian, this verse changed everything for me. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, I am the righteousness of Christ. God made who, him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Why did that change everything for me? Because there were things in my life that I thought I will never get the victory over. I, I'm never going to get a breakthrough here. It's just going to keep happening. It's just the way it is. This is just going to be who I am. But I started to declare to those patterns, no, 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 I am the righteousness of Christ. I've already been with victory in that area. I've already overcome in that area. I've already won in that area. It's gone. It's forgotten. It's forgiven. It's dealt with. And I brought truth. And for two years of my life, I fought with that truth. And then I got victory. You see, this is war, but it's worth it because old clothes bring decay. New clothes bring a fresh humanity, a new life. Ephesians 1.3 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. You see, when I feel I don't have what it takes or I don't have the resources, I am blessed with all of the resources of heaven. When I feel like I'm alone, I have a father who I can come to at any time and he welcomes me in, my father who is in heaven. Jesus didn't say when you pray, come and say, God Almighty, God of thunder, God of, no, no, no. He said, say my father. Know him as a father. You see, when I feel alone, that is a lie. Because I have a father who always welcomes me home. I want to address our thinking. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Philippians 4 verse 8. See, what is your internal dialogue? What is the story running through our minds Let's be honest. Let's be real here today. Only you know it. What is it? What way does it go? Well, we're encouraged here to replace anything that's toxic with something that is pure. Anything that brings death, to replace it with something that brings life. Anything that is wrong, we'll replace it with something that is right. Anything that is ugly, replace it with something that is lovely. Anything that, well, really doesn't matter, replace it with something that is admirable. Replace it with something that is praiseworthy. You know, sometimes the only thing we can do is say, God, you're good. Sometimes when we're at war in our minds, the only thing we can say is, God, you are good. You've been good. I don't know what's going on at the moment, but I believe you will be good. You've been faithful. You'll be faithful. I declare you are God in the middle of this situation. 
This is war. Think, create, speak. That is the order of the image of God. And in Genesis, we are introduced to a God who thinks and speaks, and what he speaks is created. And as people of God, we've got to understand the partnership that has been formed between us and the creator to be co-creators in what he is making and making everything new. But what we think will ultimately be what we speak and ultimately what we create. So think on those things that are good. Think on those things that are right. Think on those things that are pure. Think on those things that are praiseworthy. Now, I'm not saying that the mess your life's in, you created. <laughs> I want to make that clear. But what I'm asking is this. If your life is in a place of a mess, what are you thinking? What are you speaking in order to what are you creating out of this mess? Because if we believe that God works all things together for good to those who love the Lord, what are we thinking? What are we speaking? Therefore, what are we creating? What can we envision out of this mess, this chaos? No, my kids will be okay. Well, there's something I'm going to speak. I will be okay. That's something I'm going to speak. I won't lose my home. I won't lose my marriage. I won't lose my... What is it we need to speak out in order to create for our future? And speak it out because we're made in the image of God. As we bring this to a close, fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. These are words from Deuteronomy 11, verse 18. And God has given instruction to the people of Israel. And he's asking them to put his word in their hearts and in their minds. And these are the, what it goes on to say. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. No, teach them to your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates so that your days... And the days of your children, remember your thinking, your choices, what you're speaking out, the attitude of your mind is affecting your children today. So that the days and the days of your children may be many in the land of the Lord swore to give your ancestors as many as the days that the heavens are upon earth. Now what happened out of these scriptures, some of the Jews, well, they took us literally and they created these little boxes called Tefillin. And they're, they're just little boxes with some of the Torah in it. And they would just, you know, like strap it to their heads. No, um, literally, no, stick the word of God between your eyes. There we go. And, and just like strap it to their heads. They would strap the word of God to their wrists. And you sort of get the symbolism, don't you? Because when you're viewing life through truth, then it should shape how your heart and your mind lives. Whenever it's on your arm and you, you go to do something, it should really oh, challenge what you do with your mind and what you do with your heart. Now, this is the challenge as we come to close. The problem is that we know the truth. We can quote it. We can read it. We can describe it. 
We can have a doctrine over it. We can have a theology over it. We can have all of these things over this book, but it doesn't change our hearts or our minds. See, this is useless strapped to your forehead. This is useless strapped to your arm. This is useless in knowledge unless it changes who you are. This is the key. This is truth. And it is truth that will allow us to take off our old and put on our new. See, as I was thinking about this, our lives, you have, will have heard the saying, no, our lives for some people will be the only Bible they will ever read. And we're talking about truth here. And this is a challenge to me and it should be a challenge to all of us. If my best friend doesn't know Jesus and no, we go on a journey and well, he becomes a follower of Jesus Christ and well, he starts to read his Bible and he gets so excited and he's like, no way, this is how I'm supposed to relate with God. This is how I'm supposed to relate with people. This is how I'm supposed to relate to creation. Oh, no way. And he starts to figure all this stuff out. Not only should that help him get understand truth about how he should live and do all those things before God, it should make sense of the way we, his best friends, the people around him, already live in relation to God, to each other, and to creation. It should also answer those truths. Now that's the challenge. Because do I just think like everybody else? Do I just keep the old clothes on and try and mix them with the new? Do I, do, is it, who am I? Because truth should not only help people understand how they should live, but for those people who claim to be followers of truth, it should already make sense of how they're living. Let's stand. So what I've got to take off this morning. Now we're not going to do a miracle moment where it's like, no, whatever you're wrestling with in your mind, no, you've got serious mental health issues, you're working through depression, you're working through all of those things. Oh, in this moment, everything can change. That's not what I'm saying. Now, the enemy is trying to keep you in your past. Now, you've messed up, and every time you try to break out of it, it's like, whoa, that just keeps coming back. And it's like, well, everybody knows it, and the enemy just keeps reminding you of it. Now, you've made mistakes, and you're trying to overcome them. You've, there's stuff in your heart and in your soul that no one else knows about, and you're desperately trying to get victory. Now, am I saying in this moment, that victory can come. It turns out that Jesus can do that sort of thing. Absolutely. But a lot of times, it's a battle. It's a battle from victory to victory. And we've got to go after it. And we've got to pursue it with truth. We've got to take some things captive but I got to get determined to turn some of our toxic thinking, 
to life bringing thinking. We've got we've to start that choice. I've said it to you before. I pray every day from our girls have been born. I pray a prayer and one of the lines is this. That God would help them make wise choices. Because choices have power. And today we can make choices that can transform not just our minds, but the very essence of who we are. Choice. A choice to invite someone in in your weakness and say, can you stick with me until I get victory? That's a choice. A choice to whisper to a friend, I need help. That's a choice. A choice to say, well, I'm going to take one promise of God that relates to the the seed that the enemy's put in my life and I'm just going to read it every day. I'm just going to make that choice. I'm going to keep reading it. I'm going to keep reading it. I'm going to keep declaring it. You know, when this voice comes into my head, I'm going to speak a voice of truth. I'm going to speak it and I'm going to speak it. Should it take a week? Should it take six months? Should it take 10 years? I am going to speak it until I have taken off the old and I've put on the new, but I will get victory. That's a choice. And sometimes we just got to get to the place that in our identity, we start to say, in the name of Jesus, I will have victory. Because if he is victorious and I am in him, then I'm going to claim some of that victory and I'm fed up being on the losing side. I'm going to start winning. But it's a choice. And I say this as someone who has had wrestles, who has had to go to war, who at times has thought he will never win. But I am standing here today, not because I am strong, but because God is good. I am standing here in soundness of mind, not because my mind is strong, but because he has given me the mind of Christ. Can we pray? We're not going to pray, you know, those sort of prayers this morning that we're not going to whisper to God this morning. We're going to do a bit of like, come on, let's fight. There's people in this room can't fight for themselves, but we can fight for them. Come on. There's people in this room who just need us as brothers and sisters in Christ, not only to put an arm around them, but to put truth around them. You know, sometimes we can't take off our own clothes. We need someone to help us. Sometimes we need someone who's a little bit stronger in that moment to come along and say, let, let me just loosen the button. Let me, let me just help you. Let me just carry a little bit of that weight. Let me just, no, let me just, just. And see, this is one of those moments where we can carry each other. We can, we can do this. Stand, we can fight, we can bring truth where the enemy brings a lie.
is gone. The new has come. I have a choice to take it off and put something else on today. And so, Father, we come to you, the Father, even to say that you are our Father who only wants the best for his kids. We can come with confidence knowing you are God for us, not against us. You are the God of all love. You are the God of all mercy. You are the God of all justice. You are the one who hears the faintest whisper and the loudest shout. You are the God who never takes his eyes off us. You know everything about us, the most intimate detail in every way you know us. is the battle of the mind all we hear about is a generation that's losing that fight where they say no way out they say no way out because in darkness there is no light and Jesus Christ you are the light of the world
they've got everything together? No. It's because they choose. And then their years of following Jesus, they have actually stripped back the old and became completely new. And that's a win. say to you as we as we come to finish off in worship this morning um, if you're at a place in your mind that you just feel I am just about to go would you speak with someone you don't need to tell them everything you just need to know who someone's are sometimes that Thanks for listening in on our Sunday podcasts. Check us out on our Facebook, Instagram at UT Belfast.